Welcome to a live preaching message from the Kadesh Family Church, Manhattan, New York City. Kadesh Family Church, Manhattan, is the Apache of the Kadesh Family Churches in North America, where the Word of God is imparted clearly, practically, and comprehensively for present-day living. Our aim is to provide solid foundation of Bible-based instruction to our church members, to equip them to preach and teach the gospel wherever they may be. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. God is good. And all the time, our God is a mighty God. Amen. He's our strength. He's our peace. He's our joy. When you are in a time when you really don't know what to do, God is your peace. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah. 
because of your blood, you have mercy on us, on our mistakes, on our shortcomings. We thank you, Jesus. Because of the blood, we have protection. Your blood has blown the hedge around us, so we are protected. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. We are special because of the blood. We are special because of the blood. We are special because of the blood. So we say thank you. Especially us, Lord, for it has given us access. Access to the King of Kings. Access to the Lord of Lords. Access to the Most High God. Hallelujah! Thank you very much for a powerful ministration. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Please be seated. It is the blood that makes us who we are. Without the blood, we're pretty much nobody. And the blood still speaks for us. Amen. Sorry that I'm beside myself. I just love the Lord. And I love the way. <laughs> Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this afternoon. As we have gathered here, your presence is here already. So we say you are welcome, Holy Spirit. Come and speak to us and have your way in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey. I haven't, I mean, I haven't been standing here on a Sunday for years because we have four powerful pastors, three powerful pastors. I've been sitting here. <laughs> enjoying myself and unfortunately today all three pastors are not here I said what a shock <laughs> Reverend Kwame and LP Pam send their greetings they are I think Ohio with her daughter at their daughter's graduation our powerful pastor Nana also is in our motherland Ghana to spend some time with his family so today you got yours truly but God is with us <laughs> Hey, I since yesterday, even my throat and my voice cry was going. I said, should I go and do a COVID test? What's, you know, this morning I woke up and my stomach was hurting. I said, let me go get Beptobisma. I went to get it and then it has expired. It's expired in 2021. <laughs> I said, what's happening to my stomach anyway? And Chitu was just laughing at me all day yesterday, but I told him that Monday. We'll continue our conversation, but it's a blessing to be here before God's powerful people in person and on Zoom. Amen. This month of May, our church, you know, usually we have, I mean, we have teaching guide, uh, guide, guide, guidelines, but so this week we are asked to preach pretty much um, what the Holy Spirit is leading the pastor to preach. I said, what a day. So I said to myself, the best person, I mean, so when Reverend said I should preach, I said, we should watch a video. You should preach. Watch a video. We should preach. Watch a video. <laughs> and then by the grace of God, he said, I should share something. I said, okay, the best thing I can share is the Holy Spirit because he's the best person that I can talk about. Amen. So I'm going to share briefly the effects of the Holy Spirit in your life. The effects of the Holy Spirit in your life. Amen. The Holy Spirit is a gift that Jesus graciously promised us that he's going to give him to us. 
and indeed when you went to heaven, Acts chapter 2, the Holy Spirit came. And this beautiful third person of the Trinity is so much more than speaking in tongues. His assignment or his responsibility, his duties towards us, it's a lot than just speaking in tongues. Sometimes we just relegate him to when we are speaking in tongues that we think about him. But there is more to him than speaking in tongues. And it's my prayer that by the time I finish this very short sermon, by the grace of God, you will have that hunger to even know him more and to do your own Bible reading and your own stuff to get to know him more. Amen. And one thing that I like about the Holy Spirit is that God has given him to anyone. If you believe in him, it's a gift that he has given to you. It's a very special gift. I was just thinking that, you know, when you want to buy a gift for somebody, depending on how much value you put on that person, then you are willing to spend a certain amount of money. I mean, it's, it's a little bit related, but sometimes I know the spirit is willing, but the pocket is weak. But usually, if you want to spend some money on somebody, you would think of yourself that, oh, this person merits this amount of money. But for God to say that anyone that believes in my son, I will give him my Holy Spirit, that means that God has really placed a very high value on all of us. Amen. And we should always remember that. God promised this amazing gift to all of us. And since we have this gift, it should be, its effect should be evident. It should be seen. It should be felt. If you have something and nobody can see it, you can't feel it. It's not evident. That means maybe the thing is not there. You know, I, I like, and sometimes you like, I hug somebody and I, I say, oh, you smell nice. Have some nice perfume. I'm not saying that they stink, but they, I, they just have some nice perfume. And then they will tell me, oh, it is this, this, this. I said, oh, yeah, it's working. They could see they're so happy about it. But because they put on that perfume, somebody will be able to smell it. So if you have the Holy Spirit inside of you, there should be an effect that he brings into your life that people should see. So if people are not seeing it and you yourself, you are not seeing it, then you have to ask yourself, why? The Bible says in 1 Samuel chapter 10, verse 1, that Saul was anointed. The Bible says that God poured, um, Samuel poured his Holy Spirit, the oil, on Samuel. Then Samuel took a vial of oil and poured it upon his head and kissed him and said, Is it not because thou, the Lord had anointed thee to be captain of, over his inheritance? If you can give me like New American version going for this fine. So Saul was anointed, but then by the time he died, David made a very sad statement, and you can see this in 2 Samuel chapter 2, verse number, uh, I think 19, 2 Samuel chapter 2, verse 19, when Saul died. David said that he died as He died as if he was not anointed. Second Samuel chapter 2, um, verse, um, no, not verse, I think, look for the scripture that David said, maybe not verse 19, as usual. I didn't write the right verse. <laughs> but he says that he died. David said that, mention, not in, mention this not in Gath. Don't publish it. Saul has died as if he was not anointed. So how can somebody who was anointed in 1 Samuel chapter 1 now die and then they will say that he died as if 
He didn't have any anointing upon him because the death was so shameless that David said that nobody should even publish it. It shouldn't be mentioned anywhere that such an anointed servant of God, the first king of Israel, should die. And that's how our life can be that God has anointed us, but we are walking, we are living our lives as if we haven't been anointed. And the, I'm using the word, the anointing is the same as the Holy the anointing is the same as the Holy Spirit. If God has given you the Holy Spirit, you as a Christian cannot be living your life as if you don't have the Holy Spirit. Your friends will be amazed and shocked if you tell them that you are a child of God. Oh, really? But there should be something that should, there is, there is an effect that the Holy Spirit brings because of his presence in your life. Amen. You know when, is it frozen? Oh, okay. Um... You know, you know when you go to, um, like, happy hour, whatever, you go, you see, I saw ladies, they are all dressed very well. And then after a few shots, the same gentleman that is really cool, the shirt, and the, the shirt will be askew, the, the, the one will come up the other, and then they will be slurring their speech. When you see that person... You don't need the spirit of revelation to tell you that this person is intoxicated or this person is drunk. Just by his actions, you'll be able to tell that this person is drunk. The same thing, you, you, are, you are a child of God. You have the Holy Spirit inside of you. And the Holy Spirit is supposed to influence you just like alcohol will influence somebody that the same person that was speaking very well, now the speech is slurring and then they are walking and you could tell that, Something is not right. That is how it is. The Holy Spirit should be able to have his own effect in your life. Amen. So what are some of the effects of the Holy Spirit in our life? Before we do that, let's look at John chapter 14, verse 26, in the Amplified Version, if possible. The Holy Spirit. It has many names, different um, things that they say about it. It says about the Comforter, who is also the Holy Spirit. Other versions say the Holy Spirit. And it says, I love, I love this version because it says the counselor. That means the Holy Spirit is your counselor. He's your helper. He's your intercessor. He's your advocate. He's your strengthener. He's your standby. The Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name. So all these things the Holy Spirit is to you. And this morning my question is that, have you been weak that you didn't call upon the Holy Spirit to you? Did you need somebody to stand as your advocate, as your intercessor that you did not call upon the Holy Spirit? And when it comes to help, I always say that sometimes a help is right by you, but you are doing other things and the helper is standing there quietly. We should not let the Holy Spirit be, quote unquote, useless in our life when he can be our strengthener, when he can be our standby, when he can be our counselor when he can be our intercessor. All these things are who the Holy Spirit is to us. And one of the first effects of the Holy Spirit is that the Holy Spirit makes you love God. And I thank God for all the songs that we've been listening to today about love. The Holy Spirit makes you love God as a bride loves a bridegroom. Let's look at Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 25 to 27. The Holy Spirit, if he's a helper, he has the ability to help you to love God as a bride will love a bridegroom. Amen. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 25. 25. So that he might sanctify her, 
Husbands, love your wives. So this is um, um, Paul saying, husband, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. So when Christ loved the church, he showed that he loved us by giving himself to us. That's, that's the, the verse 25. Look, let's look at verse 26. So that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word. Verse 27. That he might present the church, that is the bride, to himself in a glorious splendor, without spots or wrinkle or any such things. Amen. So God wanted to, Jesus, because he loved us, he gave himself to us, that he would clean us up, that he would present us to himself without spots, without wrinkle, without any spot. Have you ever gone to a wedding that... Pampana, the bride is coming, and then you see a black stain in the bridal dress, or like a red patch, you will be very shocked. We never see anything like this. I mean, I've seen people drop from size 14 to size 6 just for a wedding, wedding day because they want to look presentable to their groom. They would do everything and anything possible so that they will look beautiful. They would test different makeups. They would test different textures of hair and all that just so that they will be presentable. What is it that in your life that is, you have spots in it, you have wrinkles, that you are not even doing anything to present yourself as a beautiful bride before the Lord. But the Holy Spirit has the ability to tell you that as the scripture says, that no one look into the mirror, if you, especially the ladies, if you look into the mirror, you see that makeup is all over the place. You will not step away. You will take your brush to blend it and all that. That's how our life is. When you look at your life, you ask yourself, where are the spots in my life? Where are the stuff? So if a bride will go out of their way to be beautiful for their bridegroom, you also be able to look at yourself that, Lord, please help me to present myself a vessel that is clean, a vessel that is holy, a vessel that is without blemish before your presence. And it doesn't come with, as they say, osmosis. You have to first of all even be honest with yourself that I have this problem, I have this issue, and then you work at it. Amen. And as I was saying, as a bride will, be able, will clean up themselves, make a personal decision that, Lord, I want to be a vessel that is fit for your use. I want you to desire me. If I am your bride and you are the bridegroom, I want you to desire me. And I want to make sure that my life, this container, this flesh, the spots and the wrinkle. And the scripture says, I think in Hebrews chapter 12, the, um, the sins and the weights that easily beset us. All of us, we have sins and weights that easily beset us. The things that easily beset you may be different from me. But I thank God that the Holy Spirit is the one who will help us to be able to overcome that sin and that weight. That you'll be able to present yourself as a beautiful bride before the Lord. Amen. Amen. The Holy Spirit is there to help you. If only you will ask him for the help. Let's look at Hebrews chapter 1 verse 9. Please, this is not working for me. Please. Oh, fine, please, whatever. It's blinking on and off. I'm not sure why. So unless I can get somebody to help me with the scriptures. So Hebrews chapter 1 verse 9 says that because you have loved righteousness and hated iniquity, therefore God, your God, has set you above your companions by anointing you with his holy oil. Because you, and it's a personal decision, 
you have loved righteousness. So you have to love righteousness. You, somebody was saying that, oh, we are all flesh. We can do, there is nothing we can do. Sin is sin. We were born in sin. We will die in sin. But there is a certain point in your life that you can tap into that help. That, Lord, I'm struggling with this sin. I'm struggling with this anger. I'm struggling with this unforgiveness. I'm struggling with... I can't hear you. Don't say it in a microphone. Come here. <laughs> Come and say it. Okay, okay. All right. thank you. So at, at the end of the day, you have to make that decision that, Lord, please, I want to be that vessel. I love righteousness. I love righteousness. So the Bible says that if you love righteousness, he will put his spirit upon you. Amen. I'm not sure why this thing decided to misbehave today or four days. I bind you. <laughs> In the name of Jesus. Every, they say that every, sometimes the devil will say this one. It's not me. <laughs> but if you, um, because you have, you have decided that you love righteousness, you have to make that decision that you love righteousness. And the Bible says that because you love the Lord says that he will place you above all others. Amen. Loving God that much and willing to clean yourself of everything that brings spots and wrinkles and um, whatever around you, it's worth it. Like the song that we were singing earlier. He, he loves you very much. And whatever you have to do to make yourself desirable, by the Lord, it's always worth it. Amen. Let's Amen. look at 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 13 and 14. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. She is going to help with the scripture reading. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 13 and 14. It says, For if we are beside ourselves, it is for God. Or if we are of sound mind, it is for you. For the love of Christ compels us, because we judge thus, that if one died for all, then all died. Amen. Amen. So the Holy Spirit has the ability to make you love the Lord. And that love compels you, constrains you, urges you to do things. Anything that you do out of love ends up becoming beautiful. You know how when people are falling in love for the first time and they are talking on the phone, mm. even if they are sleeping, are you sleeping? Mm -mm, no, I'm not sleeping. You Hi. are sleeping, you want to sleep? No, I'm not Hi. sleeping. Because there's something, something nice about nice, nice, tender, tender, sweet, sweet love. It is later when the middle age sets in and everything becomes chaotic. But it says that the love of God constrains you. The love of God propels you. You know how if you have oil in an engine or whatever um, machine equipment, it makes it easy to run. When you put yeast in a bread, it's, it's just lifted up. Just the yeast being there lifted up. The Holy Spirit has the ability to make you love God. And that love will Amen. motivate you. That love will propel you. That love will constrain you. Amen. That Even if you are tired, you say that you have to go to this evangelism. Even if you are tired, you want to join the flow service. I mean, look at our father, Bishop Doug. All these forsaken towns in my own country that he's been going to do this evangelism, it's not for fame. He's always getting invitation all over, at least a little bit that I know. But for him to just go to this, it's not for fame. 
It's not for man. It is the love of God that is constraining him. It is the love of God that is motivating him. It Amen. is the love of God that is compelling him. And the Holy Spirit has that ability to make you do things for God because of the love that you have for him. I mean, who will come on a stage on a good Friday to have services, preach, pray for the sick, pray for um, 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 people to give their life to God. And my niece was at the place, one of her, his friends, her friends was there. He said, she said to me, even after the meeting, Bishop was still at the Independence Square for hours after the service, before he went home. When your son, his son had passed away a couple of hours ago, if it is not the love that is motivating him, if it's not the love of God that is constraining him, he will not be able to do it. So I'm just telling you that, yes, we may have issues. We may have so many 110 reasons why we cannot do A, B, and C. But the Holy Spirit, if you will let him, he will make you love God so much Amen. that you will put your tiredness aside. Amen. Even when you are tired, you will say that for this, I will do for him because of the love that you have for him. Let's say amen. Amen. The Holy Spirit has the ability to make you love Jesus. And your love for him will just make you do things, serve in his house without complaining. Your love, I mean, I tell myself that how can you even testify about somebody that you don't even know? If you are not in love with the Lord, when you are talking to somebody about the person, it's just words. But when you love him, when you love him, when you love him, it comes from an innermost part of you mm. because you love him. I mean, I don't do Facebook that much, but Diane, I'm sorry. I saw something that you posted. I don't know who it was. You, she wrote some nice things about somebody, some nice, nice words. I said it's either mommy's birthday or her husband. I was not sure who it was, but as I was reading it, I said, oh, these are nice, nice, nice words. When somebody loves somebody and the person is writing something about the person, you can tell that this is coming out of real love. And the Holy Spirit has the ability to make you love God, and the love will push you, constrain you, what other word, propel you, press you, urge you to do things for the Lord. Let's look at Revelation chapter 2 from verse 1 to 4. Revelation 2, 1 to 4. Revelation 2, 1 to 4. To the angel, messenger of the assembly church in Ephesus, write, these are the words of him who holds the seven stars, which are the messengers of the seven churches in his right hand, who goes about among the seven golden lampstands, which are the seven churches. I know your industry and activities, laborious and toil and trouble, and trouble, and your patient endurance and how you cannot tolerate wicked men who have... And, and have tested and critically appraised those who call themselves apostles, special messengers of Christ, and yet are not and have found them to be impostors and liars. Before we go to verse 3, so this is somebody that you could tell that he's, he or she is involved in the church. They are involved in activities. The, the Bible says that they are very... Um, um, they don't tolerate evil. They are chasing people. They are sorting people out. They are very much involved in activities. It says, I know your industry and activities. And can I get a King James Version, if you don't mind? They were really, really involved in things. And so, so I know thy works and thy labor and thy patience. How thou canst not bear them which are evil. 
So this church is a very active church. They are really, really into activities. But let's see what the Bible says in verse 3. And has borne and has patience, and for my name's sake has labored and has not fainted. Verse 4. Nevertheless, I have somewhat against thee, because thou hast left thy first love. Amen. Amen. Another version says that you have stopped loving me. Another version wow. says that you don't love me anymore. Sometimes we can come to church, be a choir member, sing, ashes, busy doing things, but we don't love the Lord. We don't love him anymore. And God is somebody that he knows that when you have fallen out of love with him, he knows. When you don't come to him anymore, when you don't spend time with him anymore, you don't call me anymore, you don't talk to me anymore, he knows that you have fallen out of love with him. He does not want you to fall out of love with him. He wants rather the song that says, fall in love with Jesus. He wants you to fall in love with him over and over because he has not stopped loving you. So why have we stopped loving him? And now we have... Everything is um, activities. Activities, 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 activities. Mm. But rather, love him. And the activities will become easy to do. Amen. If you love him, the burden is lighter. If you love him, doing his work Amen. is more Amen. even a privilege. Amen. Don't consume your... That's why we complain and we murmur. You see our prophets going all over the place. He loves the Lord. When you love God, his cross becomes easy. Jesus Christ, before he committed his sheep to the disciple Peter, he said, Peter, John chapter 21, do you love me? Do you love me? He didn't say, Peter, do you have time to do this? Are you able to sort these church members out? Are you able to do it? He said, do you love me? Wow. Even as a parent, I'm sure you will give your child, your babysitter, I mean, you will give your child to somebody who loves the child than a babysitter who is just to collect money. It's true. So love, the loving the Lord makes us work easy. Loving the Lord makes doing things in the church easy. So all the people that we have in the church, I know that you will not be able to do this if you don't love him. But just in case your love has fallen short, connect back to him. Because Jesus is the one that also said that you did this in my name, you did this in my name, you did this in my name, but I don't know you. Because somewhere along the line, you disconnected from me. And everything became activities. And let's look at verse 5 of this verse. It says something. It says, I remember therefore from whence thou art fallen and repent and do the first works. The things that you used to do for the Lord, pick it up again. Some of you maybe used to just stay in your room the day that you are off. Just get a song going, worship the Lord. Go back to it again. What is it that made you know that you are really, really in love with the Lord? I mean, when it comes to love, the recipient is the one that will say that this person loves me. You know, somebody will say, oh, I love you, I love you. What are the works? Just say your mother love you. Love <laughs> exactly. I can't feel the love. But there is a love that God can feel it. You know how some people, you know that they carry a presence with them. It is because they are connected to the Lord. And if you are connected to him, he will connect back to you. So wherever you have fallen short of, I pray that you pick it up. Amen. Amen. And as you submit yourself under the Holy Spirit, he will be able to show you how to love God, and that love will constrain you, that love will help you, that love will make it easy for you even to do the things of God, and that love will make you easy for you to testify to others about Jesus, because you're going to talk about the person that you love. I'm sure if I give the microphone to Auntie Mary to say stuff about her husband, 
I can join that. We'll be here the whole day. Come on. When you love somebody, there's some spring bit that comes out come of on, you, Dad. <laughs> we should know that God loves us. He wants us also. He wants to feel our love. Amen. The third thing is that the Holy Spirit's effect on our life is expressed. I love this point. By our desire to be alone with the Lord. The Holy Spirit has the ability, one-on-one, -on -one, to make you cut out all the noise. You are not bored, and you are home, you are with the Lord. I have a friend that when you are with her, she will tell you, she'll call me, me by my na native name, then she'll say that, I am with you. I don't want any interactions. That means you can't pick up your phone. Even if your phone beep, you can't pick it up. She is that person that I am with you. It is me and it is our time. She'll say this is our time. What is the quality of your time with the Lord? Instagram is coming in. Twitter is coming in. TikTok is coming in. Everybody is trying to get a piece of your time. Hi. WhatsApp is coming in. Some people, I mean today, in all the things I'm going through, I left my phone at home as well. I said to myself, should I go pick it up? Should I come? I said, I'm not picking it up. Me now, I'm even stressed already. <laughs> but some of us, we cannot let our phone be there. Two minutes, even if you are having your quiet time, yet, then you want to check. Let your time with God be quality. I don't know whether that's a yeah, right English. Amen. Have quality time with the Lord. Cut out everybody. That's why Jesus said that Mary has taken the one thing that is needful. Of course, Martha, what was, she was doing was very important. She was cooking. After Jesus finished preaching, he will eat. But at that particular time, having the man of God in your home, sitting in your living room, the kitchen can wait. Can wait. So that's how we have to apply our mind. The things that are pulling us. I mean, we have a plethora of um, TV shows. We are suffocating in it. Every show, every show, Netflix, Amazon, Hulu. Um, um, just last week, I said, Pure Flex. I was going to sign up for Pure Flex. I said, sister, you think you are a Christian, so when you sign up, you watch all those Christian <laughs> movies. Hold off before... <laughs> But we are suffocating and but we should be able to cut out all this, these things that are, I mean, the internet is good, but it can also take your time and have that time with the Lord. Have that time that this is me and my Lord and I'm having that quality time with him. Amen. Amen. Long hours of fellowship with him. You tell the Lord, the Lord, I love you. Ah, I want to be with you. I want to spend time with you. You, sometimes I tell the Lord that Jesus, I've missed you. I haven't spoken to you in a very long time. Forgive me, and I won't change you. I'll catch up and then. <laughs> wow. But you should, if you, if, if, if you have stepped away from closeness, like the scripture that Mami shared when she was preaching that God causes us to approach before him. If you know that you have stepped away, you should feel it. If you know that your connection with God is not what it should be, you should feel it. The Bible says that the Spirit left Samson. He didn't know. So when they said, the Philistines are here, the Bible says that he got up, shook himself as before, not knowing that the Spirit has departed. Not knowing that the Spirit has departed. The Spirit can quietly depart from you. You can do things, and that's why you will do things in your strength. I will, I'm talking to myself as I will do things in my strength. But the Holy Spirit has departed. But I pray that by the grace of God, we don't go get to that side. Amen. Amen. 
let's look at Revelation chapter 3, verse 22. We can touch God's heart when we desire him and let him know that he's worth our time. Let God know that everything can wait and he's worth your time. Revelation 3, 22. Revelation 3, verse 22. He that hath an ear, let him hear. What the Spirit oh, saith. Oh, sorry, verse 20. Sorry. Verse 20. Verse 20, please. Yes. Sorry. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and will sup with him. Amen. And he with me. Amen. I stand at the door and knock. We are talking about spending time with the Lord. Sometimes you want to spend some time with somebody. The person doesn't want to spend time with you. But Jesus is saying that I'm standing at the door and I'm knocking. You know how sometimes you get a call, some call, you look at it. One day I was with my friend. My phone was buzzing, buzzing. She said, your phone is, pick up. I looked, I said, I'll talk, talk later. She said, oh, so that's what you do to me. <laughs> Mercy. She said, oh, that's what you do to me. That's the one I call, you don't pick up. I said, no, no, you, you are special. <laughs> but sometimes somebody wants to spend time with you. And Jesus is saying that I stand at the door and I'm knocking. We use the scripture to tell people about salvation. But you, me. Jesus is saying, I want to come in. I want to sup with you. I want to be with you. Why is it that our door is closed? We are encumbered with so many activities that we don't have time to let the Lord in. But he will always stand. He is telling you that I am into you. That's why I'm standing at the door. We go to some places, you pass, pay, pay, then you leave. But somebody will pay, like if you are in that apartment, you're going to open that door. Importunity. <laughs> And the Bible says in John chapter 3, verse 16, that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. He loved you, so he gave his son to you. He is expressing his love for you by letting his son come all the way from heaven. What more should he show you to let you know that he loves you, he wants to be with you? It is we or us, whatever the right English is, that we don't have time for him. But as for him, but the Holy Spirit will give you that ability that you will enjoy God's presence. Sometimes people Amen. don't enjoy God's presence. That's why they are really in a rush to go. But don't mind Sanders. I just want to be where you are. I just want to be seated at you. I just want to be where you are. Can you be alone with the Lord? Can you just be alone with the Lord, just with him for even one hour? You cannot leave your phone for 30 minutes. Then we have a problem. But if you love somebody, that this person is sharing, letting you know that I am into you, you also should be able to say that I am into you. I mean, for skin God, if there is any right English, let him know that you want him, you desire him, you want to be with him. Because he has already told you, as, I mean, when you re read uh, Rick Joyner's book, he says that when Jesus said he will come and die for us, the angels were astonished. That seriously, these filthy people down, he will come. But that's what he did. If it's not an act of love, what else is an act of love? So we also have to love him back. And he has to feel our love. Amen. Amen. We have to carve out time for the Lord. It should not be two hours, two and a half hours maximum on Sunday. Some of us, the only time that we have time for the Lord is on Sunday. We carve out two and a half hours. Even that one cry, as you are in the church, the soup is on the stove, the laundry is being done, you are looking at your time and all that. Mm. 
Let's enjoy God. If you, are not en- if you don't enjoy God's presence, ask the Holy Spirit. Tell him that I want to enjoy God's presence. Why is it that I'm not enjoying God's presence? And he will help you enjoy his presence. Amen. Let's look at the scripture in Song of Solomon. I'm ending very soon. Song of Solomon chapter 5, verse 2 and 6. Let's um, see this very interesting. Song of Solomon chapter 5. You have to read it with a sort of love. Okay, I got you. I got you. No, this is all tension release. <laughs> I read. I sleep, but my heart waketh. It is the voice of my beloved that saying, Open to me, my sister, my love, my dove, my undefiled. For my head is filled with dew, and my locks with the drops of the night. I have put off my coat, how shall I put it on? I have washed my feet, how shall I defile them? My beloved put in his hand by the hole of the door, and my bowels were moved for him. I rose up to open my beloved, and my hand dropped with mirror, my fingers with sweet-smelling mirror upon the handles of the lock. I opened to my beloved, but my beloved had withdrawn himself and was gone. My soul failed when he spake. I sought him, but I could not find him. I called him, but he gave me no answer. Amen. Amen. Oh, can you imagine? The beloved has come, knocked on the door, and you say, I am already in bed. Now should I get dressed? Should I put my feet on the floor? I, I cannot be inconvenienced. That's how sometimes we make the Lord feel. We cannot be inconvenient. And this scripture says, by the time she got up, the beloved was gone. By the time, how long should God be waiting on you? By the time she got up, the beloved was gone. Don't let your activities drown out the time that you have to have for the Lord. She finally got up. But by the time she got up, the beloved, it was too late. Like the ten virgins, they were all invited to the dinner. By the time the bridegroom came, five of them had gone to go get extra oil. When they came back, the door was not open. There is something about time. You mm. can, you, if you have the time to spend with the Lord, cut out everything. And Reverend said, um, Prophet said something that even if you are tired, it's better you, 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 you say that, Lord, I'm about to pray and sleep and pray and sleep and pray and in your tiredness because we are always tired. We are always busy. We always have stuff. So even if you are tired, and this is me and my time with the Lord, come in your tiredness. By the time you finish, you would have received strength. Amen. Amen. So having this longing and this craving to be with your beloved is something that I'm trying to stir up in you. And the Holy Spirit will give you that ability to be passionate about Jesus. You cannot allow, you don't want to spend time with somebody if you are not in love with a person. It's really unrealistic. You only spend more time. You don't even know the time is like three hours. Why? Why isn't there some people you can talk to for a long time and others too? Because of your relationship with the person. Wow. And when you love the Lord, spending time with him becomes easy. Amen. I have a book that I read, T.W. Tozza. He says that God is a gentleman and he, he wants to be desired. He wants to be desired. And we have to desire him. 
he also, we really, really have to desire him. Amen. I have a Amen. couple of scriptures that are written. I'm just going to go through. It's very short. So, um, I, wrote, I wrote down that you have to put in an effort to be intimate with God. You have to put in an effort. Why? John 4 verse 8 says that come near to God and he will come near to me. You have to do the coming and then he will come. That means you have to carve out the time that I want to spend with the Lord. You have to do the coming and he will come. Jeremiah 29 verse 13, it says that you will seek me and you will find me if you seek me with all your heart. How is your seeking with God going? Is it like once a week? Or is it a continuous thing? If you want to build a relationship with somebody, you can't talk to the person once a week or something. And also, you don't have to talk to the person. Recently, one of my goddaughters, she needed something. She kept texting and texting. I wasn't minding her. She kept texting and texting and texting. I said, I won't mind this girl. So her mother called. Oh, and she's named after me. She said, oh, Annabelle says she can't reach you, blah, blah, blah. I said, yeah, she can't reach me. It's true. I was in Ghana. I, you came over. You came to collect all the stuff that I brought you. And I said, come the next day and let's hang out. You are now in college. Let's talk and see. She didn't come. I was there. She Aye. didn't come. Out. Then I came back. Now you want something and you are texting me for tuition. I didn't mind her. It's not that I didn't want to give her the money. Just the relationship was more important to me. Mm. than. So for me, I said to her that if she thinks I'm a bank, then that's I won't That's, I won't it, that's, it, that's it. Then, then she sent a long text message. I'm so sorry. I just sent her whatever I have to say. I just said it's okay. But I just wanted to teach her something that I don't live in Ghana. So even if I'm there for 10 days, the maximum I'm there is like 10 days or 12 days. And you don't have time to spend with me. And then I've come back and school have reopened. And you are sending me your school request. La, la, la. <laughs> Make the most so of the we time. We don't have to do this to God. Don't come to him only if you want something. Don't come to God only if you have a prayer request. Sometimes you don't even have any prayer request. Lord, I just want you to know that I love you. You look for some powerful song that somebody has written, and then you play it to him and say that I just want to tell you this song. I wish I had written this song, but I didn't write this. But this is how I feel about you. That's what I do, though. That's how I feel about Amen. you. So, Lord, this is unto you. I don't have to have a prayer need. I may Amen. have prayer need, but that is for another day. But there will be days that I just want to be with you. It's what we have to do. Amen. Amen. Another scripture wow. says in Proverbs chapter 8. Let me look at my time. Okay. Proverbs chapter 8 verse 17 is that I love those who love me. Proverbs 8 17. I love those who love me and those who seek me will find me. Those who seek me. Desiring to be alone with God comes to you making time. You have to make the time. You have to make the time. If you don't make the time, it's like a guy pursuing a lady. You cannot just pursue by calling once a day or more, once, once a week. Every now and then you send a sporadic no, message. No, 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 no. You pursue, oh, you, it, it's not, not what it is, right? You pursue, you pursue with flowers, you pursue with chocolate, you pursue with phone calls, text messages. You are pursuing the person. Pursue God. He says that if you seek me, you will find me. Mm. Seek him. Seek him. There are so many components about God. There are so many different facets about God. I remember listening to um, Dolly. He said that there's nobody who can say that I know everything about God. Mm. But as you pursue him, he will reveal something to you. 
that he may, this other person may not have because he didn't have the time to pursue. As you pursue him, he will reveal a part of his faithfulness to you. As you pursue him, he will reveal a part of his mercy to you. As you pursue him, he will reveal a part of his kindness to you or of his judgment, of his vengeance. It all depends on you making time to pursue him. And pursuing him means that you have to cut out a lot of things. Amen. Amen. You have to make time to do this. Amen. Come to God's presence even if you are tired. And he will give you all the rest that you need. Let's look at, um, there's one, I think Proverbs chapter 3. Let me see if, um, Proverbs chapter 3. Oh, sorry, Song of Solomon chapter 3 verse 1 to 4. Song of Solomon chapter 3 verse 1 to 4. I'll be ending. Today you go home early. No meeting, nothing. <laughs> oh, please, we want more. Uh, Song of Solomon chapter 3 verse 1 to 4. Song of Solomon, chapter 3, verses 1 to 4. By the night on my bed, I sought him. So this is another beloved. The, the, the verse 5 was a beloved. This is a different. Let's see how she, she, she um, responded exactly, responded to the love. Please read it. <laughs> amen, amen. By night on my bed, I sought him, whom my soul loveth. I sought him, but I found him not. I will rise now and go about the city street, in the streets, and in the broad ways I will seek him whom my soul loveth. I sought him, but I found him not. The watchmen that go about the city found me, to whom I said, saw ye him whom my soul loveth? It was but a little that I had passed from them, but I found him whom my soul loveth. I held him and would not let him go until I had brought him into my mother's house and into the chamber of her that conceived me. Amen. Amen. So you see, he sought him. He could not find, she could not find him. So he was wandering around, asking, looking, looking. Seek God. Look for him. You will find him. There is more that God wants to show us. There is more about God that we don't know. But he wants us to desire him. That's why he doesn't open the door. He will stand and knock. But when you make time for him, the Bible says that when he comes in, and this lady wandered in the streets. Have you seen him? Have you seen whom my soul loved? And then he found him. And then he brought him. How is your seeking with God going? Is it like a drive-through seeking, quiet type, 10 minutes, shiva lava lava, you read the scripture, Aye. oh, blah, sometimes I'm just about to step myself, oh, Lord, what time did I wake up? Shiva lava lava at my door. <laughs> I'm confessing my son's share. Shiva lava lava, Lord, forgive me. This morning, I didn't sleep early. Oh, sometimes I'm serious. Be that I was watching, Lord, forgive me. Then I'll pray, said, when I come home this evening, me and you, I come home in the evening. Sometimes it's work. Some days it doesn't work. But how is your seeking with God going? You have to seek him. This lady left looking around, looking around. You have to seek him. It takes an effort. That means that we are always encumbered with things. And it is true. We go to work. We go here. We get here. But if something is very important to you, if God is important to you, you will make time for him. You cannot be too busy to, be, to have time for the person that has even given you life as you are mm. sitting here. You cannot be too busy for the person that has blessed you with 24 hours a day. Come on. And you can't give him even one hour of that day that he has graciously given Come to on. you. Wow. But the Holy Spirit has the ability 
to help us. Amen. 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 Let's look at Psalm 63, verse 1 to 3. We'll be ending soon. Psalm 63, verse 1 to 3. Psalm 63, verses 1 to 3. O God, thou art my God. Early I will seek thee. My soul thirsteth for thee. My flesh longeth for thee in a dry and thirsty land where no water is. To see thy power and thy glory, so as I've seen thee in the sanctuary. Because thy loving kindness is better than life, my lips shall praise thee. Amen. Let's look at verse 8 as well. The same um, Psalm 63, verse 8. My soul followeth hard after thee, thy right hand upholdeth me. Amen. David was saying, The Lord, I will seek you. My soul will follow hard. It comes with an effort. My soul will follow hard. And the verse 1 says that my flesh longs for you. My flesh desires to be with you. And something about God, the more time you spend with him, the more his presence rubs off on you. The more his presence is with you. The more his presence is upon you. As you spend time with the Lord, as you spend time with the Lord, his presence will rub off on you. And David said that my soul longs for you. It thirsts for you like somebody is very thirsty and you need water. As you draw away from God, feel that I need him. Feel that I need to connect with him. Feel that Holy Spirit, help me to go back to basis. Help me to go back to the Lord. And by the grace of God, he will help you. Amen. Amen. Let's look at, look at our last scripture, Proverbs 23. Proverbs 23, verse um, 29 to 30. We're talking about seeking the Lord and staying in his presence. Proverbs 23, 29 to 30. I read. Who hath woe? Who hath sorrow? Who hath contentions? Who hath babbling? Who hath wounds without cause? Who hath redness of eyes? They that tarry long at the wine, they that go seek mixed wine. Amen. Who has red eyes? When you go to a, ta a tab, I mean, tavern or a pub or whatever, you see somebody with a reddish eye. The person has been tarrying longer. You don't get one shot and you go and then you have red eye or you are drunk. It has to be somebody who has tarried long, sip after sip, shot after shot, and now you can tell from the countenance, the face, and everything, the behavior that this person has tarried longer. That's why when you get there, don't ask me how I know, but I know. That's how when you get there, you know who has tarried longer and who just got there. But a person that just got there, wait for a few hours if they tarry longer. I'm trying to say that when you tarry longer in God's presence, there is a certain effect that will come. Amen. Don't be a, a, a drive-through Christian. Tarry wow. longer. Tarry longer. His presence right. will rub off on you. You realize that you are loving him more. You realize that you, he's showing you things. You start the scriptures and you can't put it down. You start reading the Bible and you can't put it down. The Holy Spirit is so sweet that he will make you love. The Bible says that the scriptures were like honey and I did eat them. How can scriptures be honey? But the Holy Spirit has the ability to make you love the scriptures. That you will be, if you want to spend 30 minutes, you'll end up spending an hour. Because the Holy Spirit is breaking it down. You are comparing verses and you are just loving God. And then in your seeking, you know more about God. And most importantly, you are carrying his presence. Before you realize that the things that you used to struggle with, not struggling with anymore. The things that used to be sense and weight. Because you want to have 
that closeness with God, it's going to be easy for you to drop that thing just so that you'll be that beautiful bride that God wants you to be. Shall we please rise up to our feet? Amen. Amen. Oh, Jesus, help us from where we have fallen short, Lord. The more I find you, the more I love you. Say, the more I seek you, the more I The more I find you, the more I find you, Jesus. The more I find you, I'm falling in love with you, Lord. The more I love you, and I, I want to sit at your feet. for you. Just ask the Lord, the Lord, if your heart for the Lord has grown cold, recommit yourself to God and say that God, Holy Spirit, help me to love the Lord. 
The Holy Spirit has the ability to make you love God more. The Holy Spirit has the ability to make you love God that you want to present yourself as a beautiful bride before His presence. The Holy Spirit has the ability to make you spend more time, more hours with the Lord and you will enjoy His presence. So ask the Lord, the Lord, take this heart that has become stony. Take this heart that has become so cold. Let me connect back to you. Let me fall in love with you again. Let me fall in love with you again. We want to fall in love. We want to fall in love. We want to love you more. We want to seek you more. We want to love you more. We need you. We need you. Somebody cry out for the Holy Spirit. Oh, we love you. We need you. We need your holy presence with us. We wanna sit for you say your word says that when we seek you we will find you oh may we not be like Martha who was encumbered with so many activities but may we sit at your feet Jesus to hear from you may we sit at your feet Jesus to speak to you to worship you to spend time with you may you be the one that our soul loved that we long to be with you that as David said that my soul long to be with you and my spirit desire to be with you. May we say this to you, O oh God. May we desire you, O oh God. May we desire you, Lord. Jesus, help us. Holy Spirit, you are the one that can help us. Let the love of God constrain us. Or oh, even in our church activities, may we do it out of love for you. For when we love you, your burden is light. When we love you, you are not an inconvenience. When we love you, the things that we do, they are not an inconvenience. But it's a privilege because we are serving the one we love. Oh Lord, we pray that you, you rekindle our love for you, oh God. Let our love for you rekindle. I lift up every member of Manhattan Church, including myself. Connect us back from where we have fallen, Jesus. Holy Spirit, connect us back. Connect us back, Lord. Connect us back. May we enjoy our quiet times, oh God. May we enjoy our church services, oh God. May we enjoy our time with you in the name of Jesus. May we fall in love with you all over again, Jesus. For you are the love of our life, oh God. You are the one whom our soul loveth. Oh, Jesus, if David say that, can say that my soul longs for you, may we also say that our soul longs for you. If David say that, oh, I am coming before the presence of the one whom my soul loveth, may we say the same. We thank you for loving us. Thank you for loving us. The Bible says that what manner of love that Father has loved us. Oh, you have loved us, so go beyond measure in the name of Jesus. As men and as women as we are, as human as we are, Father, help us to show you a little bit of our love, oh God. Whatever we can do to show you that we love you, we can never match up to your love. We can never match it up. 
number we can do, Lord. Just to show our appreciation to you that we love you. To you that we desire to be with you. That we are grateful to be your children. In the name of Jesus. Help us, Holy Spirit, to seek you. To make time early in the morning, late in the night. To put time aside just to be with you. We may not have any prior topic. We may not have any need. We may not have any crisis. But we just want to be with you. We just want to be with you. Oh, give us that desire, oh God. That desire, oh God. Just to be with you. Just to be with you, Lord. Just to be with you, Lord. May we not be encumbered, oh God, with so much stuff. But may we love you enough to say that you are worth our time. You are worth our time. In the name of Jesus. Thank you for loving us, oh God. Holy Spirit, help us. You are our helper. Help us to love God more. Help us to spend time with him. Help us to seek him. For the Bible says that when we seek him, we will find him. So help us, Holy Spirit. Help us, Holy Spirit. Help each and everyone here on Zoom. Even those who are not here today. Help us, oh God, as a family. In the name of Jesus. To seek you. To seek you. To seek you, Lord. That we will find you. 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 When we seek you with all our hearts. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. We thank you. We praise you. And I pray that even in our individual homes. When we have our quiet time. And when we spend time with you. Reveal to us from which state we are falling off. As the church of Ephesus. You said that think of the states where you have fallen off. And come back. You know the areas of our lives or the areas in our life that we are falling. I pray for strength that you will resuscitate those dead areas in our lives in the name of Jesus. How we used to love you. How we used to evangelize. How we used to pray. The things that we used to do that we are not doing anymore. Holy Spirit, help us to go back to our first love, oh God. Help us to go back to our first love, oh God. Help us to go back to our first love for you, oh God. May our love for you not grow cold. May our love for you not grow cold in the name of Jesus. But let our love for you be fresh every day. Hey, let our love for you be fresh every day. Let our love for you, Jesus, let it be fresh every day. Let it be revitalized in Jesus' name. Let it be fresh. Let it be fresh. Let it be fresh. Father, sometimes the love is so cold. We can't even worship. We can't even worship. We can't even worship. But when the love is fresh, oh God, we will lift up our hands to the one that are so loving. To the one that are so loving. To the one that are so loving. In the name of Jesus, we give you all the glory. We give you all the praise that we are connected back to you. For without you, Lord, we will die off. The Bible says that you are the branch. You are you, we are the branches. When we tear off, oh God, a branch from the tree, the branch will die off. We don't want to die off. May we stay connected to you, Jesus. May we stay connected to you in love. And may your love constrain us. May it compel us. May you move us in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Shall we be seated? Amen. 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 We hope that you've been blessed. Come join us for any of our services. Contact us on lci.newyork at gmail.com and visit us on the web 
at www.lcimanhattan.com.